0: And boom, we're back with another episode of AlphaCast. I'm Mike Winner, and I'm here as always with the illustrious Dr. Bearer Paul Lando, coming to you live and direct from the great state of Jefferson, where freedom still reigns supreme. Here in Spring, loving the Smith Rivers, beautiful as your waters, as they fill our land with structured water and uh, sprouting uh, all the beautiful agricultural products that we create for you guys at alphavedic.com, a l f a v e d i c.com please go support us there it's the best place to support the podcast barrett great to be back i was uh, for those following on the telegram and instagram i took my child on a father-son trip to zion i'll just say this shout out to utah uh and all those beautiful people out there there's something amazing about going to a place like that uh definitely Uh, a sacred spot. Uh, My Tartarian mind was uh, definitely, my gears were cranking, looking at a lot of these structures out there in the desert or in the or whatever you call it, just beautiful structures that look like temples and pyramids. And it was quite phenomenal. And the people there are so loving and kind. And a shout out to Desert Ice. um, One of the vendors there, Bear, were, we're Alpha Vedic listeners and fans. And they were quite happy to to meet me and actually uh, have family in the executive co-op and are huge fans of you and what we're doing on the farm. So that was really cool. They hooked Teo and I up with their beautiful, delicious Italian ice there right there in the park, which was really cool. And hopefully they're going to come out and vend at Music and Sky. So that was truly a blessing to be just in a random place and bump into fans of the show Bear It really sort of uh, just brings home what we're doing and the effect we have out there. Uh, so uh, we've, we're following them on uh, Instagram now. Check them out, Desert Ice. Xander and his, and his beautiful partner out there just crushing it in uh, Zion. That was really cool. And uh, yeah, we're here today with Etienne de la Buti. Squared. Hopefully I said that correctly. Uh, we're going to get deep into it. And he was recently uh, featured on, well, recorded on The End of COVID as Bear has been featured as well. So that's about to drop live in June, uh, theendofcovid.com. And then Bear, anything on your end before we kick this into action?
1: Uh, we're in high gear at the farm here. We're uh, going into major Shazandra berry production. So I've gone building trellises for it. Uh, you know, we've done the jiao gulan for a lot of years. We have a lot of varietal herbs for our own personal use, and we make their way in some of our teas. But uh, the next big major signature crop is schizandra, because I have a lot of plans for that in my laboratory to make some cool stuff. So that's occupying my time here. Um, so why don't we roll here? I'm, uh, I'm anxious to get into the subject matter. This is part two, and uh, Etienne, uh, amazing to have you back here. So it's going to be fun. Uh, Mike, do your thing here.
0: Yeah, this is the squared version. <laughs> this is the numero dos from squared himself. I will say too, just for people wondering why we weren't on YouTube last week, we got a strike. We're being naughty from a long time ago, actually. It was like a show from like two years ago. So that episode will get posted. I'll probably premiere that this weekend. That was last week's show that was on Rumble, Odyssey, Unite, etc. Do Do go follow us there because... As we were saying before we hit record, we'll probably not be on this platform that for that much longer. It seems like they're coming back into a tightening session of strikes. I know many people who recently got strikes in the last week. Etienne himself here is saying he has he's teetering on two right now. So please go follow us on one of those other platforms, Rumble's great, Unite. We really would appreciate you going on there. Actually, Bear and I will be uh, interviewed by Sayer very soon here, Sayer G, the founder of Unite. On why that's important. So please go follow us there, uh, because uh, yeah, YouTube uh, seems to be cracking down again on free thought and free speech. Okay, here we go. And
1: uh, that that really is a good segue into our subject matter, which is the criminality of government. And uh, so we're going to go heavily into that more today, and especially into uh, more the voluntarism concept and why that's so important that we. You know touched on last time we'll go deeper so uh, let's get it started mike
0: wonderful unbeknownst to most u.s citizens their citizenship has landed them squarely within the jurisdiction of the u.s Inc. plantation many are now seeking asylum from the gross escalation of abuse offered under the color of privileges and rationalized by the consent of the governed Voluntarism is synonymous with the right to self-determination and this week's special guest is on a mission to bring this concept to the ever-growing masses with eyes wide open. So do not be afraid of them. There is nothing concealed that will not be disclosed or hidden that will not be made known. Matthew ten twenty six. Organized crime researcher, educator, and professional speaker, Etienne de la Boutte, <laughs> squared, butcher that every time, is the I author of I was
1: taught the- by French nuns here. I should be- uh- <laughs> but go ahead. You should You're be. You probably, I'd probably be having
0: before. my knuckles wrapped right about now. The ruler, <laughs> uh, <laughs> The biggest scam in history exposed is back for this special part two Alphacast episode. Uh, proving the case that government of every flavor has been a scam of intergenerational organized crime since the beginning, and they have been getting away with it until now because they have been controlling the media and academia. Etienne makes the case that government is illegitimate, was never intended to protect life, liberty, and property, but has always been used by intergenerational organized crime to rob and enslave. And they have been getting away with it through a partnership with the media to widely control perception. He is a voluntarist, author, father, technology entrepreneur, ex Wall Streeter, cyclist, runner, hot yogi, multidisciplinary, and truther, armchair ec- 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 economist, economist, excuse me. Cryptocurrency enthusiast and neo-abolitionist in government, uh, Etienne distills 20 plus years of research into short, easily digestible treaties on individual subjects and optimizes them for the 65% of society who are visual learners while including references and links to more comprehensive research and evidence including books, videos, documentaries, and audiobooks to accommodate the widest variety of learning preferences. He is the founder of a startup public policy organization, the Art of Liberty Foundation, that is exposing the illegitimate, <clears throat> illegit- illegit- <laughs> I can't speak today, you guys. This is not like me. Uh, the criminality like. of government and the hidden curriculum of organized crimes, mandatory government schools, scouting programs, and police-military training. The pseudo-religion of statism, obedience, fealty, Order falling and tax slavery. Definitely go to government scam.com to get his wonderful book, Government, the Biggest Scam in History. I have it right here. This is the updated version that's taking in the COVID psyop, which we went deep into last time he was on here. Also, the art of liberty.org, where his Friday memes are amazing. I definitely want to follow him and his email there. He sends those out on Fridays. I've been enjoying those since we had you on last time, Etienne. And I'm looking forward to a a further deep dive into all this wonderful uh, information and the solutions that come out of this bear.
1: Absolutely. Uh, So, welcome back. We've been looking forward to this. And um, if you'll indulge me a little bit, I want to read something, Uh, just take a couple minutes. Uh, you know this whole idea or reality that government is criminality. Uh, you know you can't separate the two if you understand what government of any type really is. Uh, and and this is nothing new. Um, you know you we can go back to the beginning of this country. Certain things that happen with incorporations of. Uh, you know, what we think of as government to 1871, where they deliberately divided us under the um, pretense of other um, humanitarian issues to uh, fight a war and have us fight against each other uh, to bring about the uh, 14th Amendment, which just created slaves out of us all. Uh, We can go to 1913 when our Congress sold us out to the Federal Reserve Banking System, which is the most pervasive, pernicious uh, system of slavery in the history of the world. And out up, uh, right up until present time now, everything's in full view. But our founding fathers uh, knew exactly what was going on. And there is a, um, a something that you can read for yourself. It's uh, located in the Congressional Library. It was uh, memorialized there uh, where George Washington had three visions and the first two visions, which I won't read, uh, you know, were given to him by what he uh, described as a cosmic angel. So you know, make that of which you will. And uh, the first two visions, um, again, that were documented, um, all came true. you know, all the events, uh, historical events of our country, the Civil War and so forth. And here is the third vision. I will just read it quickly. And it's called the third and most fearful peril. Then my eyes held beheld a fearful scene. From each of these continents arose thick black clouds that were soon joined into one. And throughout this mass were gleamed a dark red light by which I saw hordes of armed men. These men moving with the cloud marched by land and sailed by sea to America. Which country was enveloped in the volume of cloud, and I dimly saw these armies devastate the whole country, and the villages, towns, and cities where I had seen springing up. As my ears listened to the thundering of the cannon, clashing of the swords, and the shouts of the cries of millions in mortal combat, I again heard the mysterious voice saying, Son of the Republic, look and learn. Where the voice had ceased, the dark shadowy angel placed his trumpet once more to his mouth and blew a long and fearful blast. Heaven intervenes. Instantly, a light as of a thousand suns shone down from above me and pierced and broke into fragments the dark cloud which enveloped America. At the same moment, the angel, upon whose head shall shone the word union, and who bore our national flag in one hand and a sword in the other, descended from the heavens, attended by legions of white spirits. These immediately joined the inhabitants of America, who I perceived were well nigh overcome, but who immediately, taking courage again, rose up their broken ranks and renewed the battle. Again, amid the fearful noise of the conflict, I heard the mysterious voice saying, Son of the Republic, look and learn. As the voice ceased, the shadowy angel for the last time dipped water from the ocean and sprinkled it upon America. Instantly, the dark cloud rolled back together with the armies it had brought, leaving the inhabitants of the land victorious. Then once more, I beheld the villages, towns, and cities springing up where I had seen them before. While the bright angel, planting the azure standard he had brought in the midst of them, cried with a loud voice, while the stars remain and the heavens send down dew upon the earth, so long shall the union last. And taking from his brow the crown on which blazoned the word union, he placed it upon the standard, while the people kneeling down said, Amen. Now, that third vision, there's more to it. And uh, the angel said, This does not have to come to pass. It is yet up to the American people to decide. Uh, Etienne, I believe we are indeed in perilous times. Uh, there's any every indication that we're not just uh, being overcome financially and enslaved, but we're literally having our biology taken out. And uh, you know, mass slaughter is planned for us. Fortunately, a lot of us are waking up. Uh, some will go down because they are not waking up soon enough, but that is all up to us. And I believe it's up to people like us uh, because I think we've lost some of the younger generations who have been so indoctrinated that they can't see what's in front of them. But uh, you know, pain is coming and that will wake up even more. Uh, but I think the final um Message in this is that America will rise from the ashes. It's a shame that we have to rise from the ashes and have so much um, suffering in the meantime, but that's been our choice. And it's because of um, this thing we call government, which is not just an organized crime syndicate, but evil to its core with uh, historical roots that are supernatural. So uh, take it away, my friend. And uh, let's, um, you know, take it wherever you will. We'd like to um, know a lot about your work where I know you've developed a a lot uh, uh, from your original works uh, to this present time. We want to hear all about that. So um, where should
2: we start? You know, I, first of all, thank you guys for that introduction, and it is, it is so good to be with you both again. Uh, it was such a pleasure the first time, and I'm looking forward to this conversation tremendously. I think the best place to start is really to give any kind of new any new listeners just a just a general you know kind of understanding of of who I am and what what I'm trying to do. And so uh, so I'm a, I'm, the, I'm a voluntarist, and a voluntarist is somebody that doesn't believe in the legitimacy, the desirability, or the necessity of having a government. In my book, Government, the Biggest Scam in History, the subtitle is How Intergenerational Organized Crime Runs the Government, the Media, and Academia, and my thesis is that government was never really intended to protect life liberty and property but it can be, it can be best thought of as is a technique to rob and control populations and they essentially get away with it because they they since time immemorial it has been the government and the media and academia working together academia is being hierarchically controlled through the government through the mandatory government schools and the ripoff universities and the indoctrinating universities but the media is the is is kind of the thing that most people don't really get you know the you know there's there's on the old media side there's about six monopoly media companies running hundreds and hundreds of subsidiaries to give everybody the illusion that there's all these different. You know, news sources and society and diversity of opinion. And then on the new media side, on the internet side, there's about three to four dozen search engines, video sharing sites, social media sites, uh, you know, Wikipedia, Facebook, Google, YouTube, uh, Netflix, Amazon prime, uh, Snopes, Reddit, discuss. Meetup uh, that are censoring information algorithmically through these and, and also having their, you know, uh, the content fact checked and censored by a network of, you know, f- or, you know, according to Matt Taibbi, who came up with, uh, you know, recently released something called the censorship industrial complex, uh, you know, there's about 50 companies. Ranging from government institutions to non-government organizations to, you know, uh, universities, think tanks and others that are participating in a wide scale uh, effort to censor authentic voices, including information that is truthful. So that that's one of the things that came out of uh, Matt Taibbi's work with the Twitter files is that is that you know so a lot of the information that is being censored they know it's it's uh you know uh, uh, truthful information but it's being censored to avoid vaccine hesitancy and other you know noble sounding uh reasons but at the end of the day the population is having their reality mediated to them by this organized crime system that is essentially controlling every screen and distracting and deceiving every audience and so i'm the founder of the art of liberty foundation and what kind of makes us unique we're a startup uh public policy organization that's voluntarist in nature and what we're doing is you know we're uh, number one coming at the problem not as a problem of left-right politics you know we're, we're saying that that government in itself is illegitimate and, uh, and 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 isn't is the horrible way to organize society for a variety of different you know, reasons, but it is being used to rob and control populations and essentially all of the governments on the planet are using the exact same techniques running the exact same bag of tricks which we break down in the book. Uh, and what we're what's what really makes us unique is that we're you know achieving a kind of one-way revolution and so you know if you take a look at you know some of the other you know organizations that are out there that are you know pushing for a political solution or you know vote harder and the rigged game of elections and on you know black box voting machines that are you know un, are unauditable that you know or or the complete scam of mail in ballots that can be you know fudged in in numerous uh, ways uh, you know at the last minute kind of a kind of a dynamic well we're, we're you know we're 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 exposing that the system is rigged and we're showing people how the magician does the trick. And so I call that the one-way revolution, because once you realize how the magician does the trick and that government itself is illegitimate, it's immoral, it's, uh, you can never, ever have legitimate government, no matter if it's from a coronation or, or an election, well, then you start, you know, looking at society's problems in an entirely different way, and you realize that they have to be solved voluntarily And that, uh, you know, the other kind of aspect of voluntarism is there's an understanding that the world is kind of a self-organizing system. It produces spontaneous order. Everything the government does, except for redistribution, which is immoral, could be done better, faster, and cheaper by the free market, by mutual aid societies, by co-ops, by homeowners associations, by insurance companies, by genuine charities, and those uh, those, uh, those institutions have always been with us. They've always done a better job. So why don't we take our money back from the inefficient, crooked government middleman, give them directly to the, the organizations and the charities that we know are doing a good uh, good job. And once we you know, free ourselves from this crooked monetary system, you know, then there'll be enough wine, cheese, and bread at the table for everybody the uh, economy would flourish, society would flourish, and we would have more than enough uh, surplus to take care of the poor, the needy, and the disadvantaged way better than they're being taken care of today. And so that kind of just sets the table for the rest of our, our, our conversation. But I wanted you know, to give everybody the basics of, of who I am and what I'm advocating. And the only thing that I'm advocating is real freedom and luckily for uh, for me and for all of society, freedom delivers the goods. the The freer a society is, the more uh, prosperity it has, the healthier the population is, uh, the less you know strife there is. And so anyway, that's that's me setting the table
1: and that that was amazingly well said, and uh, you know I, I love it in that um, you, you know you 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 outlined how we get things done in reality and we have a generationally uh, generationally manufactured psychosis uh that has been uh you know people uh, believe that they need somebody or something to take care of them and you just explained exactly how we can take care of ourselves how these are not new concepts and uh, and then if you contrast the spirit of the uh, original original settlers of this country or even the native americans uh that were here prior uh they did not need governments they you know ha- had consensus uh you know of uh of opinion but always allowed for individual creativity which is where all solutions come from in the first place and the first thing that's apparent when you look at these bureaucrats and these you know this theater the you know the Uh, You know, the congressional hearings right now, you know, they're entertaining and you got the Freedom Caucus and some people are saying the right things, but it's like watching big time wrestling and, you know, darn well, nothing's going to come of it. Uh, The guy, the only guy I know in government that ever came sort of close was Ron Paul, because at least he talked about getting rid of the Federal Reserve and the IRS. And if anybody wants to really get to the root of things, of course, follow the money so um I, that's a fantastic start thank you
2: uh, well also uh, I tell you what excuse me Mike just yeah. really, I want to point out one thing that uh that Bear mentioned you know with with the Indians you know once we conquered the Indians what's the first thing we did is that they ran government on them and so they took the Indian children they put them into you know segmented them away put them into mandatory Indian uh boarding schools where white teachers teaching out of the government's textbook took the once, you know, noble and free Indians and turned them into taxpayers and order followers. And once the Indians had had government run on them, you know, many of them, you know, they would enlist and they would wear The uniforms of the army that had just enslaved them, and that is really the power of being able to control the information people receive, either through the mandatory government school or through the control of perception media. The human brains, you know, like a computer, garbage in, garbage out, and if you're able to control the information that people are are receiving, you can, to a certain degree, program them like a computer, and that's essentially what has happened uh, to the once free and proud Indians.
0: Yeah, that's what exactly what I was basically just going to get to (laughs) was relating to indigenous peoples. And uh, essentially, we've had this thousand year old um, Leviathan uh, called government or the state, which predates on natural inclination of man born into his imagination to create and voluntarily um, engage in mutual exchange. That's how we actually are supposed to exist. And if you look at nature, you see a beehive, you see an ant colony, that's how it works. But what do we see with the state, which now there isn't really much real estate in the real estate <laughs> in the entire world that isn't state run, right? That doesn't have borders and state run because that is the predation of man. It State requires and relies on the producers. Uh, And those and so we saw, you know, the indigenous people exactly be predated by that. And I I just want to recommend a great book for those who um, really uh, like the economic side, because I believe the economic side is really important because it breaks down how humanity actually um, engages with each other and how society works is Murray Rothbard's On the Nature of State. I don't know Mm -hmm. if you've ever read that. Uh, but it's a phenomenon fun- Murray Rothbard, of course, sort of took the baton from Mises and is an Aust- Austrian ec- economist and uh, explains in a really easy, di- 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 excuse me, digest hour long listen on YouTube actually on <clears throat> exact sort of principles of how this all works and how the state is essentially um, the predator class uh, and how that robs the natural way in which we are meant to flourish and the natural (laughs) means in which humans are. Humans are not um, wolves out to get each other. Humans know that through self-preservation we self, um, and this is where we can kind of go into voluntarism. It's our natural way to cooperate with each other and to not attack and and rob uh, each other, but actually to have voluntary mutual exchange for peaceful thriving and wealth generation and when the few times we've had that we've had uh, civilization actually flourish um, but it's been very rare
2: <laughs> I agree completely and I mean that's you know really kind of one of the big secrets that the government doesn't you know want you to know is that you know everything that the government does could be done better faster and cheaper by the free market you know, you wouldn't necessarily have, uh, you know, man- mandatory government police. You'd have armed protective services. It would be provided by, uh, you know, West Tech and ADT and Garda, the companies that do it today. But when that protector arrives at your at your home, because you dialed 911, he's going to have a, you know, a gun and a car just like the mandatory monopoly police do today. But he doesn't have rights that you don't have. Uh, you have the right to protect your life, liberty, and property, so you can designate that to your security company, but you don't have the right to tell your neighbor not to gamble or what kind of plant he should be smoking or you know that he's got to kill all of his chickens because there's a virus that they allege to be going around or whatever it is. Uh, he's only got the same rights that you do, and so all he can do is protect you uh, not oppress you. And so that, that system, that self-organizing system would produce, you know, everything that the government does without the violence and the extortion and the malinvestment and the, you know, the, the, uh, the unfortunate unintended consequences of government, you know, programs, uh, you know, from uh, intergenerational poverty and intergenerational welfare to you know school systems that are dysfunctional, don't teach kids, and are are essentially uh, you know full of violence and uh, and predation. It's it's you know like everything would be better. Now, I'm not saying it would be perfect. I'm not promising utopia. I'm just saying that the free market. you know almost in every case that you can imagine delivers a better outcome than a monopoly provider and so it really is kind of economics 101 that if you were to return all of those services to the free market you know then you would have the police competing with each other different you know different armed protective services companies competing as to who does a better job protecting you know neighborhoods who gets more restitution for victims of robbery, is it adT or is it garda? And I think if you know if, if we had that uh, that dynamic in society, which schools were performing uh, better, then you'd have you know way, way better outcomes and so so it's it's a little bit of just common sense
1: well uh I, I grew up in a very small town in rural America, and our local police were uh, you know part of the township. Uh, they were called peace officers. Mm-hmm. Uh, The chief of police, you know, knew everybody by name. I, I get it. There's a lot more people around these days, but it would still work in neighborhoods and cities even. Mm-hmm. And uh, all of those peace officers now have been usurped by a corporate creation called Leo's law enforcement agencies, mm-hmm. which are, uh, oh, their allegiance not to its constituents constituents but to protect the vested interest of the corporation uh basically they're roving bandits i think what do we used to call them highwaymen you know they rob you on the side of the road so um you know it's we we have you know in the patriot movement now a great tendency to want to um uh you know really um elevate Uh, police officers, and I don't really uh, have any tendency to want to denigrate them in any way. And, you know, I think they still do have some kind of function in today, but they are not on our side. You know, they are not taught to protect our constitutional uh, uh, protections uh, or the Bill of Rights. So, you know, we just have to understand this. And I think it's really necessary for more Leo's to Uh, you know, become educated and realize it that, you know, maybe uh, even with good intentions are not serving the best interest of the people. And, uh, you know, there's also something when I grew up is called frontier justice. (laughs) And if anybody really got out of line, we didn't even have to call the peace officer. Uh, You know, I grew up in a little ranching community and folks, you know, it wasn't vigilantes or people hanging people but if somebody got out of line, um, they were run out of town uh, in short order. Nobody put up with anything. You know, everybody was very tolerant, just the way you're describing. But if you crossed that line and traversed into somebody else's family or rights or property, uh, it wasn't tolerated. And look at what we're tolerating
0: now. A well-armed society is a polite society.
2: Yeah, absolutely, and 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 again, everybody has the natural law, law right to protect your own life, liberty, and property, and so you don't need government to protect your life, liberty, and property. Uh, and when government is is violating your life, liberty, and property, then you know you really, really have a you know you've got a problem. And so what we've got now, you know, to to bear's point is we've got these law enforcement officers that are that are assuming that they have rights that others don't. And that they're preying on the population, most people don't realize it, but now law enforcement steals more money through something called civil asset forfeiture than all of the private criminals in the United States put together and they kill more people. Than all of the you know then the you know Americans that die of quote unquote terrorism, um, and they're frequently you know not prosecuted for the crime. Uh, in in my book, government the biggest scam in history, there's a there's a picture of uh, of a friend of mine uh, that's been in there since uh, the I think the third edition in 2019. His name is Johnny Hurley. He lived in uh, Colorado, and uh, he was responding to an active shooter incident. He uh, he neutralized the active shooter, and one of the police officers responding to the scene instead of you know uh, operating you know judiciously and seeing what was going on uh, shot him in the back before he knew what was you know going on on the scene, and that and that officer has not been you know prosecuted for the murder of Johnny Hurley because the police are given an exemption. That a private citizen wouldn't have, you know, I mean, if, if any other private citizen had arrived on the scene and then had shot somebody that just literally saved the day, okay, literally saved the day that person would be arrested, but police are, are you know, routinely given a, a pass on uh, on their own, you know, laws and crimes. And so that just is not the way to do it and and so it's just one of the many, many ways that government is illogical immoral isn't really delivering the goods that society wants. And would be better served by you know by 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 free markets companies competing against each other to see who protects you best where where you know the the police are going to think twice. Uh, you know, the protector is going to think twice about pulling that trigger because he knows that he doesn't have an exception from the law the way that, that many police officers believe they have an exemption from the law.
1: And then you have these, um, independent agencies that have no, uh, place in our Republic. Uh, there's never, um, any, um, framework that was created uh for them in the first place you know like the uh food and death administration where they'll go after uh people that are putting out harmless products that actually help people you know like herbs and nutritional supplements and uh, just make life miserable for them but then turn around and rubber stamp uh lethal injections you know that um you know, are just maiming millions of people worldwide. So, uh, yeah, we, we obviously know where their where their loyalties lie. So, what would you say to the average person who would suggest that without these bureaucracies and uh, pervasive government, that somehow we'd fall into some kind of chaos if we actually tried to uh, self-govern?
2: Well, I mean, I'd say that we're under cast today. You just gave, you know, a, you know, a prime example. I don't see how it, in many ways it can get, you know, any worse. <laughs> you know, I, I don't think that the average American really realizes, you know, what the, the financial impact of government is on their life. And so if you really break it down, if you, you know, most people understand the 1040, you know, how much they're paying, you know, the federal government, but they don't understand all of the hidden taxes that they're paying. They don't understand every time you get a, you know, a beer, every time you get a, you know, uh, if you're a smoker, you get a pack of cigarettes, every time you get a gallon of gasoline, every time you pay your cable bill, every time you pay your, uh, your, um, uh, uh, cell phone bill, every time you get a hotel room, every time you get an airline flight, you know all of these other, ta- you know these these taxes and fees, these kind of hidden taxes and fees, they're added to you know what you're paying on the ten forty, but then you're also you know paying the hidden theft of inflation and you know we've got because we've got an organized crime government you know it, it got lobbied and bribed in the early 1900s to create the private federal reserve the private federal reserve sits behind the money center banks that brought it into existence and backstops those banks to engage in something called fractional reserve banking where when you go to get a mortgage or a car loan they're not loaning you depositor money they just you know uh hit a couple strokes on the keyboard and credit your account with digital dollars even though that process is inflationary and even though that process is stealing the value out of everybody else's money and so when people spend the rest of their life paying back a mortgage uh that was you know created out of thin air besides the complete in you know inherently unfairness of certain private companies and businesses getting to create money out of thin air besides the the inherent unfairness of that you know that's the reason why prices are going up and purchasing power is going down in in what is really kind of an unsustainable system and so i think we're seeing the end that, that all of the value has been extracted from the dollar Uh, through this crooked financial system. And, you know, what I'm speculating and many others are speculating is the Great Reset is this organized crime systems attempt to kind of in a three card money, you know, look over here while I, you know, move the the P over here. They're trying to, you know, uh, move us to central bank digital currencies which would give them, uh, you know, an an extension of the crooked monetary system, but also would give them a kind of absolute control over who gets to buy and sell. It would be programmable money. You know, you may get, they may give, they may offer, you know, uh, the society, the cheese of universal basic income, but you might not be able to spend it outside of your 15 minute city. You might not be able to spend it on meat. You, uh, you know, they may be able if you get out of line and begin telling people that it's organized crime and that the media and, the, and academia are in on it, they may turn off your ability to buy and sell. And so that is, you know, that is essentially, you know, part of the the inherent crookedness of the system and that inherent crookedness of the system. That is really what's allowed them to buy up and monopolize the media and to provide kind of unlimited funds to these three to four dozen you know uh you know new media search engine social media video streaming sites to be able to you know uh, distract and deceive you know the population on all these different devices and so you know i think we're we're kind of seeing an end to that system but like that that the inherent of unfairness you know just to get back to kind of the main point of of you know so people are are not just being robbed at the federal tax level the state tax level the hidden tax level they're also having the value stolen out of their money and if you were to replace all of that if if you were just in the theft of inflation in the theft of taxation then they would have more than enough money uh, and you would see the you know you would see society flourish if it wasn't for this crooked monetary system people's you know money the the dollars that they earn and save it should be buying more and more every single year as productivity improvements and as innovations reduce the, you know, the, the, uh, the costs of, of the goods you buy and the distribution of goods. And so you're not seeing that you're, you're, you're being victim to the system. That's, that's, you know, stealing the value out of the money. And it's like a, it's like a hidden tax that most people really don't understand.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we have these, uh, Representatives, your Marjorie Taylor Greens and so forth, that um, virtuously talk about representing the interests of hardworking, taxpaying Americans. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they always get that tax paying in there. And then, of course, uh, I found out a long time ago firsthand that there's not one dime collected of all the income tax from anybody that goes. To provide for any element in our infrastructure, mm. it all immediately. I don't know if they they've ch- uh, changed their conduits, uh, you know, since uh, then. But uh, we found that every dime went to uh, a trust in Puerto Rico. And mm. in the old days, when you could actually get your return check from the IRS, it would be stamped on the back, Secretary of the Treasury. But we found out it's the Secretary of the Treasury of Puerto Rico. You know, one of the territories. Mm. And then that, of course, goes directly to the city of London. And as they print more and more money, worthless money, uh, we, you know, we shouldn't even call it money, uh, you know, to provide for the things they just have to, you know, use to keep up appearances. Uh, then, you know, the the money they collect from us goes to just service the increasing interest on the debt we're incurring. And, uh, you know, and and around and around it goes. So, Uh, You know, we have to uh, really hold accountable these people in Congress that, you know, claim to be true patriots and conservatives. And while we're at it, why don't we just mention that they're not our government in the first place? That is U.S. Incorporated. People like Marjorie Taylor Greene are nothing more than chair people on the board of a large corporation, And their, you know, their dog and pony show is nothing more than a distraction. The only way we're going to get the Republic back is at the local level, Uh, you know, get your own building, you know, start having your own meetings, do the same thing, you know, townships, uh, uh, county by county and so forth. And we have to reinstate it because uh, blueprint is still there it's just dormant because all the seats are empty because we're looking at this corporation in dc and thinking that's a real thing
2: well i mean that's you know that's why i think you know the work that we're doing at the art of liberty foundation is so important because it really is it's a revolution of the mind and once you realize that there can't be a legitimate government that you know if there's you know 10 people on an island there's no legitimate moral way for six of them to acquire rights that the others don't there's no legitimate moral way for them to acquire the ability to you know rule and make up rules for people and take their money once you like once that pillar falls uh and once you realize kind of the basics of how this organized crime system has been controlling you know perception Widely through this monopolized media and this algorithmic censorship of the Internet that is now out in the open that has now been, you know, widely exposed through the the revelations of the Twitter files and the censorship industrial complex, you know, once you get those basics, well, most people are like, I didn't know that was going on. Now that I understand that I'm out of the game and now we can get people focused on voluntary solutions, local community solutions. Uh, you know, we can talk about some of those, you know, one of the, one of the ones that I think is, you know, kind of most is, is, is easiest for everybody is just spending physical cash is making sure that cash doesn't go away in your community because everybody is using it. And, uh, and so, you know, that, you know, uh, you know, go to your local farmer's market, don't do business with big box retailers, break the chains of the chain stores, uh, you know, uh, you know, go to the farmer's market every single week, go to, uh, you know, local mom and pops when you can, uh, um, uh, pay cash when you pay cash. Number one, uh, you know, you're, you're, uh, you're not having the merchant incur a business, you know, a, a tax of, you know, one and a half to, um, you know, almost 3%, you know, for the credit card of that transaction but you're also starving the bank of that one and a half to almost 3% in many cases, uh, you know, uh, 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 tax that they're able to lay in on the credit card fee. Um, and But you're also, you're allowing that small business owner to keep more money from the lying, thieving, stealing government uh, by not paying taxes that he does not owe for services that in many cases he's not getting and then that extra money allows him to spend more with other local merchants and it's a it's a very virtuous cycle when you when you spend your own cash. Um, it's also
0: uh, Howard or Etienne it's also um, keeping the cash in circulation because when the cash goes into the banks and this is important for the vendors and the merchants to understand they are literally destroying it and, and turning it into zeros and ones. So that's that's a that's an important aspect moving forward into the digital the CBDCs is they're trying to literally take all the uh, physical cash out of the circulation and we know this fiat capital's blood money it's uh, backed by war and backed by phony bonds right that whole scam the fiat uh, and how it's all debt run and we see that's that's a strict spiritual uh, affliction upon mankind uh, is debt of course but. Uh, that's still, it's a step towards a better solution, right? Obviously a better solution would be using our own, our own currency, AV bucks or something. I was thinking about this bear when I was out in Zion (laughs) meeting those friends, like how cool would it be if I'm like, Hey, do you take AV bucks? It's our own money we've created, right? Like, People were doing that. I know we, we can get into this a little later, Etienne. Like, there are localities using their own currency. There's a actually, I think even Texas is trying to put forth, uh, pro- propose a gold uh currency in Texas right now, mm-hmm. their own, like, sovereign bucks. So that is like, I know we take baby steps towards better solutions, but yeah, that is one baby step towards better solutions, like using hard metals, you know, gold, silver, uh, our own currency, and then like sovereign digital currencies like Cordal, like Court and Quartal and stuff like that, which uh, is essentially an agorist mindset, right? It's a mindset of like, we do our own commerce outside of the system and in the private that's the other thing I'd love to touch a little bit on is this notion of the public versus private and as a solution going into the private more and more
2: so I I couldn't agree more and it's it's funny I'm I'm you know in June I'm heading to New Hampshire one of the solutions that we talked about last time that I was on was the free state project in New Hampshire and in new hampshire you know there's an annual get together called the porcupine freedom festival uh, 2500 to 3000 plus uh, liberty-minded people from around the world come together in the largest campground in new hampshire it's called rogers campground it's in the white mountains it's absolutely beautiful and for a week they trade among themselves and they frequently use gold silver crypto barger uh, i don't know if you've ever seen a gold back but a gold back is uh, is flexible spendable gold in fact i think i've got one right here uh, this is flexible spendable gold it's uh, it's been pressed into a sheet that makes it you know easy yeah, I to, love those. to engage in in trade and you would and you would not believe how much trade is going on outside of that crooked financial system now, one of the other things that makes New Hampshire unique is uh, about five years ago, and I've got at, at artofliberty.substack.com, I've got an article on the Free State Project. And, and one of the videos that I have embedded in the article is a video showing what happened when the taxman, the New Hampshire taxman, came to the Porcupine Freedom Festival and try you know new new hampshire one of the reasons that it's the freest state in the united states is it doesn't have a sales tax it doesn't have a a income tax but it does have a meals tax and the tax man showed up at the porcupine freedom festival and attempted to extort the local merchants into paying uh, their tribute to the organized crime government in concord and he was run out of there he was surrounded made fun of, there were two of them, they were surrounded, they were made fun of, and they were essentially run out of town, and they have never, ever returned to the Porcupine Freedom Festival because, you know, government loses its power when you're in a group of people that uh, that understands the scam of government. And so now, you know, like you're, you know, it's very, very hard. you know, if, if everybody has been tricked into thinking that government is legitimate and desirable and necessary, and we've just got to, you know, have it, well, when the, you know, when the tax man or the shave headed order follower shows up and, you know, he's supported by the crowd, but when he shows up in a crowd of people that understand that, no, it's not, not only is it not legitimate, but Hey. You know they tricked you they you they made you shave your head they put you in this uniform the single form conformity they ran game on you to think that it's okay that you have an exemption from morality that you have the ability to use violence on peaceful people uh you know when 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 people are confronting government employees when they're pointing out that the government employees are living off money stolen from others at the point of a gun when they're pointing out the fact that government employees don't pay taxes. And by the way, when I when you know when 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 I say that to government employees, they're like, oh, I pay taxes, I'm a proud taxpayer. And I'm like, no, you, you don't pay taxes. I go, taxes are what are stolen from the productive member of society. And then that creates a pool of money called the taxes. I go, government employees receive and live on taxes stolen from others. You just Receive less taxes. You're not a taxpayer. You're a tax receiver. Well, when though, when when you start to point out those inconsistencies, then you know a, a lot of them they just you know they crumble and fall. They didn't understand how they're being chumped. They didn't understand how they're being tricked. They didn't understand the you know uh the reality of their situation but if you have enough people in one geographical you know uh you know uh area to point that out when they show up well then their power disappears uh like the dew in the sunlight isn't
1: there a town in New Hampshire that has a permanent script system and, and you know script symptoms uh, systems are as old as the hills and that's um uh you know you you accumulate script by providing services or goods to other people and then if you don't want to do in a direct exchange then you know you can use that somewhere else in the township for something you do need and and i believe that's been successful for
2: years somewhere i read about that's ithaca i think you're thinking about ithaca new york it's called ithaca hours and there and there are there's a lot of other alternatives to the government's Mm -hmm rip-off, monopoly, crooked monetary system, uh, time banking, uh, community currencies, Ithaca hours, uh, cryptocurrencies. The government is trying to make all, a lot of these things go away because they don't want competition. They don't want you knowing that there are more ethical and beneficial ways to provide money and, uh, and, and, money, and money substitutes Um, including having money that has intrinsic value in and of itself, not just because the government says that it has value. Uh, You know, this is a a, a $1 gold back. They also have uh, other versions that are a little bit bigger and a little bit thicker that have more physical gold in them. Compare you know, a, you know, $1 gold back to a $50 denominated gold back that, you know, may have one fiftieth of an ounce of gold in it compared to this has one one thousandth of an ounce of gold in it. Now compare that to a hundred dollar bill and a $1 bill that, that are not indistinguishable at all. So there's way, way better ways of providing society with money that has, you know, that, that, that that can't be stolen by the government through the printing press through fractional reserve banking quantitative easing or these other tricks that this organized crime system is using to 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 literally rob people of their substance and the money and the value that they earned and saved
0: and once again I think it to take heart real quick bear is that these are it is a parasite government the state is a parasite it actually requires uh the free exchange of creative individuals produce the producer class to feed off of so Mm -hmm. when we when we stop engaging it it has to get smaller or it will implode as because it requires government you know successful uh, parasites understand they can't completely feed off the host or they will die So I think that's actually where we're looking with this quote unquote great reset is they understand that that has gotten to the point where it's come to the head where it's gotten too big. And so they need to now switch us, as you were saying, like a card trick into a virtual uh, sort of panopticon imprisonment where now the resources are now tricking us to believe that virtual matters and that like virtual is real. So then you have an infinite zero and one parasitic relationship that gets out of the physical, that physical one-to-one relationship that could then potentially go forever. And that to me is why I work in stuff like Cordell, because that is so frightening. <laughs> that is like the scariest thing I think humanity's ever faced in our known history is this idea of moving out of the physical parasitic nature into the digital parasitic nature of infant zeros and ones. Um, but that being said, we are seeing a lot of the cracks right now, right? Like last time we talked, and, and I'm wondering if this is a lot of a shell game and just a, a way to like make us feel better about things happening. But we talked about uh, when you were here last time, we talked about, um, oh God, what's the, uh, what's the Malthusian um, sort of. Uh, Eugenics. Uh, well, we talked about eugenics, right? We talked about all that, but we were talking about um, what, what's the thing that just collapsed? It got blown up. Uh, the uh, d- why am I blanking on them? You know, they're like it was like the Stonehenge of America,
2: yeah, um, like Georgia God- oh, the Georgia
0: Geysones. Thank you. Yeah. Brain, brain. Remember, we were talking about that, and what what's happened since we spoke? Somehow they were like taken out. We've got people like RFK Junior. now running for president. So it seems like there's like this sort of turnaround right like things are happening that are good that the cracks are showing but is this just sort of the sort of illusion that government is failing and that in fact this is all part of the psyop role that they play to make us sort of relax as the slow kind of the frog slowly boiling in the pot and that in fact there is that's those kind of things are just part of the whole kind of psyop and the mind games of of that the government plays that makes sense
2: so you know it, it's funny because i i actually think that this monetary system is is unsustainable and uh you know i think it's been a hoax from the entire time and and one of the things that you know that we uh that we speculated on in the the uh 19 eugenics uh vaccine drug scam timeline is that the, that the covid too, right? was the engineered reason <laughs> For the government's intervention in the treasury market, and so the you know so the uh, so at the time if you if you go back in time to 2019 and, and kind of late 2019 early 2020 the the you know the treasury the 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 treasury has to finance this ridiculous ridiculous deficits uh, by selling treasury bills bonds and notes. Uh, on wall street there's a network of 20 plus what they call primary dealers that have the ability to kind of sell the government's uh you know paper into the market and the government was being forced at the time to raise over 1.1 trillion dollars a year through the sale of bills bonds and notes and uh the government had been caught uh, most notably before kind of making straw purchases where it it was becoming evident that uh, in one case in 2014, they were called out by the former assistant secretary, treasurer, uh, Secretary of the Treasury, Paul Craig Roberts, who was also, uh, you know, the Wall Street Journal editorial editor, and he's, and, uh, you know, he, he kind of famously called them out, because at the time, Belgium was supposedly buying over a hundred billion dollars a year of treasuries which is more money than the entire GDP of Belgium and so you know he pointed out that these are obviously straw purchases and that the only purchaser could really be the Fed and so in 2019 and 2020 um, the government began getting caught doing something that is illegal and buying its own treasury securities at auction well hold it wait i'm sorry i'm misspeaking they weren't buying them at the auction they were buying them a day later from the primary dealers and so the primary Mm -hmm. dealers were essentially buying their the securities at the auction holding on to them and then the next day, because it would be illegal if the Fed were to buy its own securities at auction, but they're allowed to kind of intervene, they're allowed to, you know, buy securities in the open market. So they would wait one day and then they would sell it to the Fed. Well, people like ChrisMartinson.com and ZeroHedge.com uh, began reporting on this dynamic and because all of these, you know, treasury bills, bonds, and notes are, are, are tied to QCIP numbers and there's a registry of when these QCIPs change hands and between whom and everything like that, all of a sudden, you know, you, you started seeing uh, these stories, you know, uh, uh, make it into, uh, you know, Zero Hedge and chrismartinson.com. And, and so, uh, and so I, what I think is that, is that one of the reasons why they engineered, uh, the scam of the CVID is because that they needed a reason to intervene publicly in the treasury markets, which they began doing in kind of May of 2020 to the tune of over $80 billion a day. They would ultimately pump over $1.1 trillion into the treasury market. We break it down in the uh, the solving COVID, the COVID-19 uh, eugenics vaccine drug scam timeline at artofliberty.substack.com uh but they were buying not just were they buying corporate paper they were uh, sorry not just were they buying treasuries they were propping up all of wall street they were buying corporate paper they were buying government-backed mortgage securities they were buying you know they were they were essentially making money for wall street in a way that is the equivalent of them stealing the value out of your money and handing it right over to wall street they're just doing it in this kind of a uh, tricky way that's that's devaluing your dollar and now you know people might have got you know the you know got got in on the scam with their you know fourteen sixteen hundred dollar stimmy checks but you know that all of that money that they were given has now evaporated as people are paying dramatically more for you know for everything from food to housing to whatever uh you know my girlfriend and i went out the other day and, and we paid twelve dollars for a baked potato uh you know it is it you know <laughs> yeah, I, at I, a deli.
0: I, I saw a recent uh stand-up comedian saying uh just a quick joke about that uh you got to go out you go out to starbucks you drop 100 bucks 100 bucks is the new 20. it's like it, it's insane, man. Like how expensive we were just in Vegas uh, taking my kid to Zion. And it was like, you couldn't go out to eat for less than a hundo for like a burger and some fries. And it, it's, it's crazy. And the other thing they did too, is emergency authorization. Part of that whole uh, Corona scam was the, the fractional reserve banks who are only required to hold, they were supposed to be like said 10%, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, of actual, the actual core cash or whatever but now they went down to zero or even less yep. so they so that was allowed just for massive massive more printing and fraud uh on the in the banking sector and of course related to the fed and those banks those like big 4 or 5 banks which are trying to now you know kill all the smaller banks the honest bank more honest banks not no, there's really an honest bank anymore that those actually are the main shareholders of the fed like they they own the yep. fed
2: correct the the fed the fed is a creature of the money center banks the fed stands behind the money center banks to allow them to engage in fractional reserve banking they wouldn't be able to do it if they didn't uh when a when a bank gets in trouble and experiences a run on the bank because they have loaned out money or their you know their operations are incompetent the Fed then, uh, you know, funnels money to that bank through what they call the discount window to prop that bank up and to keep faith in the crooked system. But that that system is now long in the tooth. Uh, you know, the average the average lifespan of a fiat paper currency, according to Dollar Days Dollar D A Z E uh dot com is 39 years they analyzed over 775 different currencies throughout history and they found that the average lifespan was about 39 years the longest uh the longest reigning currencies are the british pound and the us dollar they're both 250 years old and so what i think is we're at the kind of the end of the lifespan of the dollar and so you're now seeing the play In the kind of the last act and so the last act of the play is this organized crime system is going to try and again do this three card money shell switch where they're going to try and transition everybody to central bank digital currencies to where they can track trace and control the population to a greater degree than they could through even this crooked dishonest fiat you know paper money system and the other thing that i'm worried about you know, and I've talked, you know, publicly about it as well Is you know, we're also, you know, this system is now slowly and surely being exposed. And so, you know, they may, you know, like, you know, like, like I mentioned, you know, what we're trying to shoot out at the Art of Liberty Foundation is this one way revolution where when you understand how the magician does the game, you no longer support the game and you turn off the, you know, the CNN and Fox News and the fake uh you know television program of elections and selections and and uh the tv show that is politics and you began you know organizing your friends and your neighbors and exposing how the scam works and now all of a sudden i think society as a whole is starting to figure out who robbed the bank how they did it not necessarily society as a whole but the intelligentsia okay the the intelligentsia is beginning to understand who who did it And they're starting to point at those guys over there going it's the bankers and their political puppets and their media puppets and that's who's doing it. It's the World Economic Forum, it's the Council on Foreign Relations, it's the Bilderberg Group, it's the the Trilateral Commission, Uh, you know, it's, it's these other governments, they're all running the same pimp game on their population, and we can talk about pimp game in a second, but if the posse has figured out who robbed the bank. Does organized crime want the posse to be safe and secure and well capitalized? Or do they want them to be dead broke living in a militarized police state? And so I think that one of the cards on the table for this organized crime system is to simply knock all of the pieces off of the board. And so I'm very, very worried. I don't think, you know, I like, you know, that that you know the, the banking system is not going to collapse. Because they stole all the value out of the dollar using fractional reserve, you know, currencies through these, these banks that have been buying up the world with the little paper tickets they create out of thin air. Oh, no, 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 no. This collapse is going to have to be blamed on some kind of third party event like a cyber attack, like, you know, uh, an EMP. Uh, You know, something that allows them, number one, to pin the blame on somebody else, and number two, allows them to shut off the internet, which is how people are, you know, being able to connect with others, share uh, data about who's behind, uh, you know, behind this, because the posse is rapidly figuring out who robbed the bank, and they are going to be ticked.
1: And historically, when all else fails, they bring us to war. And uh, that's where we're at right now, Russia, China. And, you know, the dollar has had the longevity it's enjoyed for one simple reason, is that uh, it's been a means of exchange in different countries um, at gunpoint. And the countries that have not adapted it as a means of exchange have been bombed into the stone age. And, you know, so it's just been by force, but now we have the brick nations who have banded together and uh, they are no longer accepting the dollar. The petrodollar is done. So, um, you know, if anybody really wants to, Prove that this was never meant to be a sustainable system from the start. Go read Modern Money Mechanics. That's a publication of the Chicago Federal Reserve. And it tells you the entire system. And it's jaw dropping because they tell you exactly what they're doing. Now, everything you've been describing at the end are mechanisms that they've created along the way to kick the can down the road and keep their whole scam going that much longer you know we had the toxic derivatives in 208 that blew up uh they didn't cut that out you know they became exposed they just renamed them (laughs) they've been doing them ever since so you know we think the bubble of uh 08 the housing bubble was bad i mean this time around every bubble is going to um uh explode and and it's already exploded we haven't just figured out you know that we're already starting to uh, uh, feel the splatter so um yeah it's the only i don't see any other solution than to really go local
2: yeah yeah well also i mean uh, go local but you've also got to self-select yourself into communities where when when you reboot you're not going to reboot on government like, like, I think that that's one of the things that we're trying to do, because I, I don't know, I, you know, because it's been a scam and because it's been a fraud and the scale of the fraud, the scale of the Social Security and the unfunded liabilities, you know, m- most people don't understand. I mean, you you know, everybody knows that the government is on the hook for 31 uh, over 31 trillion dollars that it owes right now, which is over a quarter of a million dollars for each uh, tax slave. I mean, taxpayer. Uh, but what most people don't understand is that, you know, according to, you know, whose analysis you use, the government is on the hook for between 75 to 200 trillion plus in or what are known as unfunded liabilities. And so an unfunded liability is, you know, you the, the government uh, might not be paying you Social Security yet, uh, but that liability is there. It's unfunded because they've. They've stolen the money out of the Social Security lock box. Uh, And by the way, the Social Security lock box is actually a filing cabinet in a Social Security office in West Virginia. It's a very nice filing cabinet. It's fireproof. It has a has a combination lock on it. George Bush Jr. went to West Virginia and posed next to it. Uh, but, But essentially the government has been stealing the money out of the Social Security lock box and they've been printing up a bond. And that bond they print it up on a laser printer. Okay, uh, and they spend the money on weapon systems that we don't need to fight wars against imaginary enemies that the intelligence agencies cook up out of thin air, uh, you know, based on lies and manufactured intelligence. And so they 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 shuffle that money to the to big pharma and unneeded vaccines, or they shuffle it to the military industrial complex and unneeded weapons, or they shuffle it to the intelligence agencies for black box bu- budgets and propaganda and and things of that nature. Um, and then uh, they leave this bond. And the last time that I looked, and it was this has been you know over a decade, but that filing cabinet in in West Virginia had over two and a half trillion dollars in these laser printer you know bonds and so I look at it little I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Dumber Dumber and at the end of the movie the briefcase explodes and there's all these worthless IOUs but like that is you know that's where we're headed and so when this thing this thing blows up you know you don't want to be in a city uh, you know in a in a in a blue controlled city you don't want to be you know you want to be around other people that understand what's going on and so you know that is uh, the republic of jefferson from what i understand that is idaho that is new hampshire that is uh you know a couple of these libertarian and uh you know redoubts where the population has gone to kind of, you know, like, I know how this is going to end. It's going to end badly. You want to be around uh, people of good morals that aren't going to reboot the society on government 2.0. You want to say, no, 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 no. That's not how we're going to do it this time around. And so uh, that's the thing that I'm worried about is I just don't think with these unfunded liabilities and the, you know, the fraudulent nature of both the monetary system and the Treasury market, uh, that there's any way that this thing uh, ends, uh, you know, positively.
1: Well, we've, we've already been balkanized, um, you know, on many levels, uh, and especially ideologically so. I, I really believe we will lose about seven major cities. Uh, who knows in the long, long run what's going to happen? But they are going to be no-go zones for a lot of us. But then, simultaneously, there will be a lot of no-go zones for you know uh, the folks from the these urban centers. You know, as far as uh, they won't be allowed into communities where people will not tolerate the same thing happening as far as what's been orchestrated in the cities and. You're talking about purloining the uh, the Social Security system. Well, that's how Bill Clinton uh, alleged uh, to have balanced the budget when he was office. That was his mm-hmm. big legacy. He just stole it from Social Security.
2: Yeah, yeah, they've they've all been running the same uh, the same game on the, you know, on the population. And to a degree, I think that they know that this is going to, you know, that that, that this this ending is inevitable and so you know uh i look at the you know the, the world economic forum and the great reset is that they're trying to get the companies and so you know the way that i you know kind of describe it in the book uh government the biggest scam in history exposed is that it's the you know the banks at the top the banks create this money out of thin air they're buying up the world with their digital dollars and their little paper tickets they're buying all the plant, property, equipment, and so those assets appear to be being managed by BlackRock, Vanguard, State Street, other kind of private equity, you know, companies uh, that that now you know have essentially monopolized the you know the the uh, you know all of the major businesses into a you know tiny handful of two to three companies that appear to be competitors, but whose underlying ownership is is owned by the same, you know, kind of, you know, private equity system, or being managed by the same private equity system. And then the the C-level executives of these companies are being organized in the World Economic Forum, Bilderberg Group, Council on Foreign Relations, to operate as a cartel. And so the Great Reset is going to be the attempt of all of these cartel companies to, you know, to move forward with the CBDC and with this control system because they're, you know, they've been stolen and hijacked and bought off with fractional reserve dollars created out of thin air, uh, you know, by this this system. Uh, You know, I I mentioned that they leave, you know, kind of uh, two to three companies. And so, you know, you've now got this kind of these fake duopolies of of you know we've got fedex or we've got ups and shipping we've got amd or intel and computer chips we've got coke or pepsi we have office depot or staples you know you can go to lowe's or home depot for uh for hardware you can vote democrat or republican uh but it's the illusion of choice it's the illusion of, of, you know, there being competition in the market and that, that, that absent this crooked monetary system, you would never, ever, ever, ever see this level of monopolization. It's only because the banks are cheating. It's like if you're playing Monopoly and the banker is reaching under, you know, the, the table and grabbing $500 bills when nobody's looking at the end of the game, who owns everything on the board and who are renters and debtors that's what they're doing and now they're trying to to move, trying to get these companies to move in mass to this to the to these these uh central bank digital currencies that's what i think the great reset is that's yep. how i think blackrock vanguard and uh and the world economic forum figure into it
0: they call it stakeholder capitalism and it's based on it's just it's basically the next version of crony capitalism or corporatism i think it, it's a good mm-hmm. distinction to play right because this is just government two. this already is government 2.0 i think government realized back in you know uh the turn of the 19th century in the 1800s that um people get tired of being taxed so they create the corporation so the corporation can then seem like it's uh, a viable means of capitalism or the free market but really it's just uh the means in which the the government uh, works in tandem with the corporation right to further enslave and so now you've got the ESG standards that all these companies are playing with which is the what it's uh what's it stand for environmental social and and government uh, governance. governance and they're all doing it. It's this woke capitalism. You go woke, you go broke though, baby. We're seeing it everywhere. So I think one one great thing people can do is just start opting out of all of these companies that are doing this, right? Like the Bank of Americas and um, all the big media companies. Stop engaging commerce with them. Go into credit unions. Uh, go into—that's um, why I was starting this this chat with. Let's get off YouTube. Focus on things like Rumble or you, our friends Unite platform, like you were saying earlier. At TN, we can <laughs> still have—we have a huge say in how we do commerce. And then also, Bear, I know you and I and Alphabetic are really big on pushing about going into the private and only engaging in the private, using things like trusts. And um, doing direct P2P decentral- and decentralization is the other big one. Going into the private and getting decentralized. I think those are two like, of the most powerful, really obvious solutions here in doing that locally. And then like also having those localities. And I'd also like to ask, too, Etienne, where the public square plays into this, right? Because that's I think that's important public the public access of resources and how that plays versus the private, versus sort of private property ownership. Because I think actually some of the Austrian economists get that wrong a little bit because that allows for that crony capitalism to come back in some weird ways by having the robber barons monopolize again. So mm-hmm. there is a sort of a fine line to walk with voluntarism and how we do that. But I think if we just stay in tune with natural law, right? And, and actually come from inner knowing, then we can walk that line morally, ethically, correctly uh, without getting too in our heads about how it works. But just curious what your solution or what your vision is for how that community looks. How does that community look moving forward?
2: So, you know, one of, one of the things that, that, you know, what our vision for kind of New Hampshire is, is to serve as a laboratory of liberty to where we're able to kind of privatize government that serves as a template of, oh, look, this is how you could have everything that you want government to do without having it be government. And so, you know, there, the, you, know you can have governance Without government, and so you know, I use the example of like a homeowners association is is an example of government governance without government. You know, the the people agree ahead of time. They know what the rules are before they buy their house. They understand that they can't have twenty cars in the front yard. They can't paint their house pink. That they're going to agree to some community standards uh, that are you know that are that are that are you know on the table before they get there. And then if they don't like it, they can sell their home and they can move to someplace else that does, that has different rules or doesn't have any rules at all. They can live outside of the, you know, outside of the, the community center. But like really, I think that that, that you know that, that is the, the kind of template that we need to rebuild on is one of, you know, kind of private property. There's a gr- there was a great book uh, years and years ago called Privately Protected Places. That that really showed does a dozen plus examples you know from all across the world of places that were being you know uh, protected privately. One example was I think it's called the North Maine Woods, and the North Main Woods is is uh, I, I want to say it's it's it may be three million acres. It's a it's a tremendous tremendous like you know chunk of land that is some of it is timber companies, some of it is nonprofit organizations, some of it is privately owned. Where they've where where you know you've got everything that you would have out of like a, a private uh you know uh, Yosemite you know you can go camping in it there's you know there's rules you're, you're going to pay less than you would at a you know at a at a quote unquote public you know uh, state park or something like that you're going to have uh, in many cases you know much better amenities that are that are going to be you know available to you. And so there's ways of doing these things without government and that's really where you see civil society flourish is you know you can have organization without it being top down hierarchically controlled organization. Uh, You know the supermarket is is you know my favorite example the supermarket there's no bureau of supermarkets there's no department of supermarkets, you know the supermarket and its entire supply chain is a voluntary organization of in some cases millions of people in dozens in you know in dozens of countries that give you you know strawberries and and avocados year-round uh nobody is being forced to do everything people are are are, you know rewarded by what they bring to the table and the transaction and the value of their individual contributions um you know it's completely organic it's completely it came together completely spontaneously and naturally uh and so so you can have you know really really complex systems without there being top-down hierarchical you know management when you do have top-down hierarchical management then you get things like bear mentioned with the fda and the cdc being the arbiters of all things Uh, healthy, and then that becomes susceptible to something called regulatory capture. It's a very well-known, established phenomenon described in economics where the uh, the the you know the the organizations the government bureaus and organizations that are intended to protect consumers become captured by the incumbent providers and then they're used to keep out other members they're used to you know force vax you know vaccinations on people that don't want them they're used to you know to lobby and bribe the government to have vaccines added to the childhood immunization schedule they're used it just becomes uh you know a a you know
1: added to the food
2: yeah they added to the food and so with you know like you know the the organizations that are supposed to protect you won't label genetically modified ingredients you know they're not the the FDA which is has been run by you know executives from quote unquote ex-executives from Monsanto uh regularly throughout its history Won't label genetically modified food. So what happens? Uh, The free market steps in the GMO project comes forward and, you know, I won't buy grains or, you know, other things if it doesn't have that GMO project uh, label so that I know that it doesn't have, uh, you know, genetically modified uh, ingredients in it. And so that so the market yeah. is able to deliver a solution where the government failed. And once people realize, and it's kind of been, it's kind of been hidden from them, but like once people realize that that dynamic exists, that oh hey the market and a free market, as long as you know people aren't cheating and, and people aren't controlling the information that you receive, you know that free market is going to provide you the the information that you need to make the best decisions versus in a government system it is so easy to have that hijacked by moneyed interests that you just don't want to involve yourself with it people think the government's protecting them but it's actually the complete complete opposite
1: and everything you're describing too is going to create uh prosperity prosperity in short order you know when i was a kid um my dad didn't own a credit card nobody had credit cards uh mm-hmm. nobody bought a car on time they, you know you just saved up for a year and you went down and you bought yourself a car and what we have to learn how to do is quit um collateralize collateralizing our property with the government you know mm-hmm. get out there uh get find your warranty deed for your house and do a quick claim you know get your land patent um, you know quit registering your car all these things are just basically saying yeah um, you guys can be the owner of my properties and you can tell me what to do and then the roving bandits you know will en- enforce the laws if you don't buckle up or adhere to whatever they say uh, you know as uh, um, you know as co-owner of your properties what you have to do so you-, you know this can be turned around and and just imagine if you didn't need uh, bank loans anymore.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, so to you know, to your point, the only way that that's going to work is if that you're in a self-selected group of people that understands the fraud and that when the shave-headed order follower that's been unethically trained and manipulated into a, a worldview that benefits the people doing the training and the manipulating, when he shows up, uh you know he's surrounded by your friends and your neighbors that then explain to him in short order uh, the immorality of what he's doing and how the scam works and, you know, we, you know, you, nobody owns their home, you know, right now in the United States because they're, they can all have their home taken away from them for not paying the rent of property taxes. And so until we have a, a an area on the planet that is free from order followers, where order followers have no, you know, power to be able to, uh, to steal people's, uh, wealth through property taxes and through taxation and and through uh, uh, you know uh, road piracy and all the other ways that government uh, you know uh, steals money from people that earn it and save it until we have a place where we're able to prove that you can have prosperity and govern and and governance without government uh you know i don't think any of us are safe and so uh so i think that that we've gotta you know support these you know these communities that are trying to you know free themselves from government whether that be sharon in mexico whether that be the free state project in new hampshire whether that be prosperia on the island of roritan uh off the coast of honduras whether that be uh you know uh, um there's, there's now a, a free state province in Canada where they're trying to organize something along the lines of the Free State Project in New Brunswick and free the province of New Brunswick because it's the least populated Canadian province. They're trying to do the exact same thing. So you're now seeing, uh, you know, people vote with their feet and go to places where, you know, their natural law rights and their property rights are going to be respected Where they're surrounded by, you know, people of goodwill, you know, honest people of goodwill that understand the scam of government that aren't falling for it, that aren't going to report them for, you know, uh, violating the lockdowns or report them for, you know, uh, uh, having a poker game or smoking cannabis or Uh, You know, not masking or any of the other you know tricks that that you know the government's trying to pull on them. You know, we've got to just self-select ourselves away from, uh, you know, from 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 people that don't understand the reality of their situation.
1: Yeah, I I totally agree. It's going to take uh, us coming together, and you know, Mike and I are already seeing that happen just with our little project here at Alpha Vedic. Um, You know, some of us kind of were pioneers a long time ago, and we. Uh, achieved a certain measure of independence independently. Uh, In order to do that, it took um, a little bit of gumption and also being willing to take a few lumps along the way. Uh, The problem with that now is I don't think people have the time to do what people like myself did. And I don't think um, there's many people that have the stomach to go through what we went through. So uh, I I think uh, yeah it's it's the only happy ending here is um, you know just finding ourselves. But let's let's go to the um, the most important aspect of this uh, of what we call voluntarianism, and it's really a state of mind, isn't it?
2: Yeah, yeah, I would I would agree I would agree with that personal a hundred percent. And so, you know, a voluntarist is someone that, you know, doesn't believe in the legitimacy, the desirability or the necessity of having a government at all. And so not only, you know, like part of, uh, you know, part of that is understanding that the world is this self-organizing system. But part of it is, you know, you're not looking for the government to do it for you. Uh, you know, my, my girlfriend and myself, we went out, uh, we noticed that our, our neighborhood was full of trash the other day. And so uh, we wanna be the change that we see in other people. And so we went out and we just spent an hour and we collected you know, two full trash bags full of trash, just in our own neighborhood to clean up our own neighborhood. We're not waiting for the government to do it for us. I know it's a kind of like small example, But, you know, that's the kind of the voluntarist, you know, uh, uh, mindset of, you know, you're not waiting for the government to do it for you. You're not waiting for other people. You're going to, you know, you're going to help the members of your community. You're going to, you know, uh, uh, you know, volunteer at the food bank. You're going to volunteer in a community organization. You're going to, you know, build community gardens you're going to help your you know your your community get prepped for you know uh for uh you know a, a possible collapse uh when i lived in sedona there was uh, the sedona greenhouse project where they were building you know they weren't you know they were building uh, i think they had at one time seven or even maybe more community uh gardens that you know that they had planted as one example of of you know of kind of like what could be done Uh, My kids and myself, we used to, you know, uh, volunteer annually at the local food bank and we'd go and collect food uh, and then help them, you know, stock the shelves, uh, you know, and and like sort it and get rid of all the food that was backdated. And so it really is having this mindset that you have to be the change that you want to see in the world. And then that and then that that change happens because you're doing it. You're not waiting for somebody else to do it.
0: Yeah, the mindset is Absolutely. key. It's, it's the internal understanding that we create our own reality. It's is like a core foundation of Alpha Vedic and that you can transcend all of the manipulation and predation with this simple understanding. Like, for instance, I'm a volunteer firefighter. You know, this is not a, a local government-run agency. They say, oh, you have to have police and fire in the roads and everything. Well, I'll, we are a private, voluntary-run Um, Yes, we do get some of the funding through um, the uh, real estate tax and stuff here, but uh, we're all volunteer, you know, we're all volunteers and we do just as good of a job as, I mean, well, maybe Bear would say not because he was a professional firefighter, but that being said, that's a great example. And yeah, the internal game of creating your own reality is so important. And for those saying, well, I can't get up to Canada or go out to Mexico I think a viable thing right now, and it makes me think of the Scott Adams meme, just get out, just get out, right? Like small Mm -hmm. towns are great. Like we're in, I'm in a small town. Bear is in like an amazing sort of um, situation where they're fully off grid and super self-reliant. But even like small town America uh, still has a lot of that, what you're talking about at the end where it's people just coming together and handling their own biz and if you got a great sheriff, that's a major win as well. Uh, and then start self determining just with your locality there. Uh, but yeah, being in the big cities is really tough right now. You really have to have a higher understanding of how everything's an offer and how uh, to maintain your sovereignty uh, is going to require maybe some paperwork. <laughs> There, <laughs> right and uh that is just gets very difficult right now so i will say in here in the united states we are blessed with uh a great culture in small towns still especially rural sort of wilderness towns uh there's still just through my travels a lot of like red-blooded americans who get freedom and uh understand uh what it's going to take to move forward as local communities and just don't play the game you know, we're in California and people go, how are you, how are you doing this in, in California? And, and it's because we have the internal mental mindset to understand how to navigate. And it also helps. We're in like a super (laughs) red County, but um, yeah, it's totally doable where I just want to say it's totally doable wherever you are. I just think it's very difficult right now, especially in the blue urban centers where it's planned. This is planned destruction, right? Of, yep. yeah
1: yeah
2: well, Cal- i agree completely
1: go ahead i was just gonna well, say I mean- uh, in defense of california it is a red state if you want to do that red blue <laughs> yeah. game um it, you know outside of the bay area you know the la basin a couple of other, other areas um you know people aren't going for any of this stuff and so california's got this rap of uh you know just equating it to disneyland and san francisco uh, even places like San Francisco used to be wonderful places and uh, tolerant, but conservative at the same time, which is, uh, you know, really voluntarianism. So um, and and then, you know, during the 60s, uh, you know, when I was in college, that's when people from the East Coast, uh, not to villainize everybody from the East Coast, but particularly from the urban centers in the East started moving out in the 60s to California. That was kind of the beginning of the end. You know, the the rest of us had to move out because you couldn't afford to live where we grew up anymore. And uh, they brought together a, a whole system of values that I think were, um, you know, developed over, you know, many years of living in urban centers in the other areas where there were uh you know trying to escape back then and now those same people call themselves Californians and are you know m- trying to move to Idaho and Texas and you know furthering the, the, the you know the bad route that Californians getting for no those aren't Californians so sorry Mike I just have to throw that in
2: that's great you got your pride so you know I would also say that you know California you know along with you know the cities on the East Coast are a victim of this weaponized culture. Where, you know, mm-hmm. to to get gov- to get people to go along with government, you know, they're running this what I like to call this pimp game on the population where they're getting people dependent on government so that they vote for more government. And so they've got to have enough people participate in the elections to make the elections seem legitimate to the, you know, the 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 the, the you know the mass of people. And so part of that, you know, the same way that a a pimp has to get his uh, prostitute dependent upon him, the government is going to get as much of the population dependent upon them through the social security system, through the welfare system, through, uh, you know, playing one group against, you know, another group. Um, And so that weaponized culture, I think California was kind of a, a, you know, a victim of now you're seeing you know you're seeing them bring in you know to to kind of you know to get people to vote democratic you're seeing them bring in illegal aliens and what what i look i mean i look at it as a you know as an attack upon the united states we're you know we're we're sowing chaos we're knocking the pieces off the board you know we're we're going to open the borders we're going to you know and and not necessarily that open borders would be a bad thing if we didn't have the government offering people cheese at the other side of the border i don't know if people know but you know they've given away over three hundred thousand smartphones to the immigrants that have come across the border so if you can get here you get a smartphone you get on welfare you get you know you're offered all this government cheese i don't think that you would have the same kind of you know immigration that we see now If organizations like the, you know, George Soros's Open Society Foundation and others weren't number one organizing migrant caravans that they have been caught, they've been caught paying the people in the migrant caravans. You can see videos online of people, you know, literally with stacks of money walking through, you know, the crowd of some of these migrant caravans paying off people to participate in them. Uh, But, you know, if there wasn't this government cheese. Um, if there wasn't the government cheese, you'd still have migration, but you'd have, you know, the kind of migration that, that you want. I was at dinner, uh, you know, the other night with somebody that, uh, that, that um, uh, traveled here from Cuba on a boat, you know, on a raft and made it from, you know, made it from Cuba, you know, on a raft where they lost all of their food and water on day two. And like, you know, that's the kind of, you know, people that you want to have here to a certain degree, you know, you want people that want, want freedom that want to, you know, get away from socialism, communism, things like that. You know, uh, uh, that's the, that's the kind of uh, migrant dynamic that, uh, that built this country. You don't want the kind of dynamic where people are coming here because they've been promised, you know, free phones and, 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 and free money at the expense of the people that are already here.
1: If you go
2: to IO, oh, go ahead, Bear.
1: Well, I was just going to say those free phones, by the way, are tracking devices. And, you know, my grandfather and great uncle uh, spent two weeks in a foxhole and and barely got out alive in order to escape fascism in Italy. Uh, On my mom's side, they came up from Peru. And I look at America as the three Americas. You know, um, uh, you know, Canada, the US, and all Central and South America. And and you know, you're absolutely correct. The migration would be a two-way road and it would just naturally balance itself out if we didn't have people weaponizing the borders and peoples on different sides against each other. Sorry, Mike, go ahead.
0: Oh, I was just gonna say if you go to Iom.int, that is the NGO that I believe Soros funds that. Uh, is paying for a lot of this and it's right there. They're not hiding anything. They're just straight up saying that's, you know, that is what they're up to. And it's of course to destabilize. Once again, it's the planned destruction, destabilization of any sort of monoculture, because that is one way in which we can self-regulate because we, if we have a culture that we, we all have something in common, right? A cultural hereditary sort of common language that we can unite and, um, in, in order to combat or to rebel or have revolution against government, we saw yeah. that, for instance, with Ireland, right, uh, with the Irish Revolution. And they had a common ground with each other. They had a common uh, religion and understanding. And so they understand through this whole, like, diversity programming that that is a way to, of course, that's part of the plan destruction. And it is a humanitarian crisis because you have a lot of Chinese, actually, Coming to South America and coming up because they're trying to escape the social credit score nightmare, the panopticon. A lot that's of in them are also right
1: sleeper cells that will be unleashed against us, not well, just Chinese too. but people from every country.
0: Of course, but my, I was saying the sad irony is is that all they're doing is they're just pawns to to basically bring that here, right? And it's just it, it's if we had a true free market as you were saying with open borders in that way where there was no crony capitalism then people would just go to what was the most profitable best place to live right you yeah. Would just
2: yep. yeah well well to to degree so you know one of the things that you know that that gets a bad rap or voluntarism, how voluntarism gets a bad rap is oh well if we didn't have a government then you know then china and russia would invade us and then you know they would subject us and then we'd be paying 50% of our income in taxes to the chinese government instead of 50% of our income to the to the american government and my running joke is maybe they would give us 5% 10% off like you know maybe they would cut our taxes but but in all seriousness uh, you know, the government, it's not that it's the people of the United States versus the people of Russia. It's the people of the United States versus the government of the United States, the people of Russia versus the government of Russia. The government of Russia and the government of China are running the exact same pimp game on their population that, that our our government is running on us. And I think that, you know, one of the, the reasons why I think what we're doing uh, at the Art of Liberty Foundation is so important is that this one-way revolution, like when you, you know, once people realize the illegitimacy of government, the immorality of government, the, the unintended consequences of government, the fact that it is being you know waged against you that they're using unethically manipulative techniques they're putting you in the mandatory government school they're controlling the information of scouting and and you know to produce order followers that they're controlling the media in a monopolized way that they're product placing the flag that they're always making the government the hero that it's the government and the media you know like once you get it whether you get it in China whether you get it in the United States, whether you get it in Russia, once you get it, you're out completely. And I think if the United States, if if we were able to overthrow that idea and begin having communities that were free of government, I think that you'd see people flock there. I think you'd see the economy flourish. I think that that would produce a virtuous cycle that would bring down government everywhere. Because there's, there's, because, you know, like it's, 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 it's small right now, but more, but every single day, more and more people realize the scam of government, the illegitimacy of government, the, the unintended consequences of government, the, the economic consequences of government. And so every single day, more and more people are abandoning, you know, what Larkin Rose calls the most dangerous superstition, Uh, you know, and they're, they're, uh, you know, government that's, that is going to one day spread like wildfire. And we're not going to have to worry about the Chinese army. We're not going to have to worry about the Russian army because their populations are going to abandon, uh, you know, getting chumped, uh, the same way that we're going to abandon, uh, you know, the, the dynamic of getting chumped. And so that's the one way revolution that we're trying to engineer, Uh, You know, I'd like to see the I'd like to see my book, Government, the Biggest Scam in History, you know, translated into other languages. We're kind of working on that. Uh, I'd like to see, you know, versions of the book for China and for Russia, where we take out the East German examples in the first part of the book put in chinese russian examples have it centered on you know on on the way the game is played in china and russia the way the monopolized media looks in china and russia compared to the united states you know all the specifics for each country and have you know i want to be the you know i'm trying to be the guy that uh widely exposes how this you know how the how the scam of government works, not just for the United States but for the whole world. and so that's you know that's that's kind of my vision for uh, for freeing humanity.
1: and the more people like yourself that uh, share this vision is what's um really expediting this whole shift in global consciousness. It's going to happen with or without us. and uh, you know it's something that was um you know, destiny will say that uh, a long time ago. So, I think right now it's just a matter of uh, what side of history you want to be on, and uh, you know what side you want to you know choose in the first place. And it's a time of personal decision making. So, uh, the the game's already been won. It's just uh, you know do you want to go out uh, or go down with the ship, or, or you know it, it's the choices are so. This has been an amazing conversation, Etienne. So glad we did a part two here. Uh, I look forward to a part three as well, because I know uh, you're still continuing your work and we're going to want periodic updates from you. Um, Any parting words or things we didn't cover or any other um, links or things you can share about your work with our audience?
2: Yeah, I'd, I'd say that one new thing that we're done is we've now started something that we call the daily news on Substack. And we're now providing a kind of curated daily news feed where we take out all of the, you know, it's kind of there, there is some kind of mainstream media, you know, because every now and then, uh, you know, even a, a blind squirrel finds a nut. But for the most part, we're curating the best of the developing alternative media. And we're, you know, taking out the fake left-right paradigm. We're not encouraging people to vote harder. And, so we're, and, and we're really, uh, you know, focusing on, you know, uh, uh, journalism and research that exposes the kind of criminality of government. And so the main feed is uh, is you can get to it from our main feed of artofliberty.substack.com, and it's the, the the it's like daily news from aolf.substack.com. Is that's the that's the kind of thing that we're new and excited about the you know about the most. And then, um, you know, I, mean, I think we, we mentioned the book is in the, you know, the, we just released the fifth edition of the book. It's got brand new content. It's, you know, exposing, you know, things varying from the, you know, the fact that, you know, are you getting your news from the CIA with the statistically anomalous amount of people that are giving you your news on CNN, Fox, MSNBC, CBS, NBC, ABC, etc., that openly have backgrounds in the back of the cia Uh, we have another new uh, visualization in the book called are you getting your politicians from the cia where we break down the statistically anomalous number of uh, politicians that now starting kind of about uh, six years ago three election cycles that appear to have been getting funded for uh congressional campaigns you know the CIA uh, has a kind of reported twenty-one thousand employees. So there's about one hundred and fifty thousand, you know, uh, uh, you know, total either living, current, or ex uh, employees. Some of whom are still employed by the agency and can't, you know, work in Congress. Some of whom are quite elderly, and so the the normal statistical distribution of "Quote unquote," X CIA people in the Congress should be zero to one, maybe two, but what we sh- what we're showing is uh, that there's now, uh, in some cases, you know, maybe almost two dozen uh, candidates or serving members of Congress that are being funded for these congressional campaigns and what looks like a, uh, you know, a uh, uh, a program. And then the other thing that we've got coming up uh, that we'll be releasing at arteliberty.substack.com is an investigation is are you getting your facts checkers from the CIA? And so we're uh, kind of leveraging off some of the work done by mint Press News and others that has found that uh, that the people at moderating content at Meta/Facebook there's a tremendous amount of those people. The people that are censoring you are quote unquote ex CIA. Uh, at Twitter, it came out that they're ex FBI. And at, uh, at TikTok, it's come out that they're ex State Department. And so, you know, one of the things that, you know, that we're exposing is that it is the intelligence agencies in the background that are algorithmically censoring the information that you receive on these weaponized platforms. And so that's kind of the work that we're doing, the book, you can get the book at uh, government-scam.com, government-scam.com. Everything in the book is backed up by uh, a 64 gigabyte flash drive that I'm showing here on the credit card size flash drive that has documentaries, short videos, important books on PDF dank liberty memes truth music from the liberty movements. Uh, you know hottest artists and so uh, so all of that is at government hyphen scam.com mike is there we showing go. his copy right there and i'm so, giving uh, this to
0: my dad actually i've been keep meaning to drop this off to him he's he's it's almost on so like got I, mine right there we here
2: go. tell give him this- to start in the short videos tell him to sh- start in short videos and uh, that's the folder that I recognize that, that people start browsing on. And we, we, we make all of the content available for free at government-scam.com forward slash uh, uh, liberator. And, it, and so you can actually see all the content in there. You can browse it for free. We take it. We're using Dropbox and the APIs to take it. And, uh, and, uh, and put it up to where it's publicly available for free at government-scam.com forward slash liberator. And then the final link that I'd share is the, the foundation itself is at artofliberty.org. Uh, please swing by, see us, we need all the help that we can get. And so if uh, what we do uh, appeals to you, I hope you would uh, support us in our mission to widely expose the illegitimacy and criminality of government and so that is, uh, that's all I got.
1: Brilliant work, Etienne. Thank you.
0: Hey, and we're going to be hanging uh, in like nine days, eight days. I've totally forgot to mention that in the beginning uh, at CauseFest. Sorry, Courtney, meant to give that. You're going to be there, right? Etienne the of the Creative Artists. I'm going to be there.
2: I'm yeah. going to be there and I understand Mike is going to be making the crowd bounce. <laughs> and so I'm looking forward to that for those that don't know he's a DJ and so I've heard I've already heard great good things from the uh from the the was it the Sky Festival Music some of my Sky. friends went there yeah no, yeah they L- told me Larkin Rose
0: skills. Larkin Rose was our keynote speaker last year so uh and uh, Amanda you know his uh beautiful partner right it's Amanda Uh, she was saying she was commenting how she's never been in an event that tied in the spirituality with the sovereignty in that way. That was so legit. So, Hey, maybe you can come out to music and sky this year and hang out with bear. He's the keynote this year. So he's going to be dropping knowledge bombs around the grand fire Saturday night about his life and all the, his, the rich uh, experience he's had. People are really excited about that, but yeah, we'll be in Nashville uh, or outside of Nashville, uh, was that like next weekend already? Geez, time's June, flying,
2: June 2nd and 3rd.
0: June 2nd and 3rd. I'll be playing the VIP party Friday night and then dropping a freedom set at the festival. Um, so yeah, can't wait to hang and uh, everyone come out and voluntary, volunteer your booty on the dance floor. Uh, because uh, that's how we win in the end, right? It's the arts, it's the creative expression of what yes. it means to be living, man and woman. Uh, that's where we take it back. Uh, and it's really exciting to see this growing liberty freedom movement uh coming together and doing events like this. So you can go to alphavedic.com forward slash rebels to get your ticket. Use the coupon code Alpha Vedic. I think you get like 50 bucks off or something like that. Uh, and co- there are actually, I've been messaged. There's a bunch of Alphabetic people going to be there. Uh, and I can't wait to hang with Alex Zach in person. And uh, Kathy O'Brien Bear, I going to meet her in person. And we've interviewed her twice. So uh, she's a legend and just an amazing warrior. So uh, a lot of cool people are going to be there. So hopefully see you guys there.
2: Looking forward to it.
0: Okay, man. Well, hey, thanks again. Powerful broadcast. Uh, and you're doing a uh, fantastic work in in just waking everybody up to this the the, the greatest fraud of all. Uh, thanks so much, Etienne. Uh, we're here to support you, and yeah, we'll get these uh, liberator cards, guys. Go buy them. Start spreading spreading the truth with these. They're an amazing resource. And of course, government, the biggest scam in history. Talk about an amazing coffee book table or <clears throat> coffee table. Book uh that is so easy to to read and and digest and has great pictures and it's just like a fun, really fun read. So okay, thanks guys. Uh thanks again. And remember to get outside, get your feet in the dirt, go plant something, go for a hike. Mother Nature's our greatest teacher. Go show her some love. And we'll see you next week. Actually, Bear, I think we may be doing a special broadcast next week because I'm taking off to Nashville. So, um, just keep an eye out guys on our mailing list. If you want to know when the next alpha casts are and all that, because we're getting censored more and more, the best way to stay up to date is just go to alphavedic.com and join our mailing list. That's really the key. And I'm sure, uh, you would say the same thing at TN. You have an awesome mailing list with your fr- uh, Friday meme, five meme Friday, uh, uh, mailer you put out every week. So go join that as well, guys. And we'll see you next week. Thanks. Love ya.